Tune in tomorrow for the debut of Poor 360, right here on the Journey into Comics Network. The following, the following, Journey into Comics, 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 Network, 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 Production, Production, and here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics, the podcast dedicated to all things nerd, with your host, the podfather himself, Nate Phillips. Showtime, a-holes. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey Into Comics. It's Journey Into Comics 226. I am your host, Nate. It is feature week here on the Journey Into Comics Network. Thanks to our amazing host, Podbean, for allowing us to have that happen this week. We're super grateful. But the whole reason that it's feature week is because, well, today we're celebrating something quite spectacular. It's the fifth year anniversary of the Journey Into Comics podcast today. Five years ago, if we went back in time, a very we're going to get to you guests here in one second, I promise. We do have guests today, by the way. But five years ago, it was me, very akin to this, just sitting back by myself. I think I was in my dad's house. I was very nervous. I was uncertain of what I was going to do. And for some odd reason, 26 minutes was my goal. I was going to do a 26-minute podcast to the fucking second. And I did that. It was pretty good. But um, here we are now, five years later. A lot has changed, 226 episodes later. And today I am joined by two of the catalysts for how this whole thing has went down and how far the network has come and all this. Uh, welcome to my show, uh, not only the co-hosts of Foodies Watching Movies and Gallifradio, also my bandmates and Walk Among Us, Miss Sarah and Veronica. Welcome. How are, how are you guys Yo. doing? That's us. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad to have you guys both. Sarah, yeah. I think this is your first official JIC a- appearance. Uh, yeah, I don't talk comics very much. <laughs> I mean, you're pretty nerdy, though, so I think you'll be doing... Well, like, you'll I know about well. them, and I know stuff about them. I don't know not how, like, being around me, you couldn't, right? Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <But laughs> yeah. All nerd all the time. We're not here to talk about me, though. Of course, welcome back, V. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be celebrating five years of, of your podcast. Yeah, it's really... It's crazy. Uh, it's funny because every time something momentous happens or like, a, what's that called? Like a milestone timeline thing happens. Mm-hmm. I get into the repetition and Dick and Tyler, they're going to already, they're at their jobs right now making fun of me as they're listening to this because I always reminisce a little bit about the past and like how it's been. But for me, this podcasting journey has happened not only super quickly, but I feel like it's been a part of me now forever, even though it hasn't. It's only been five years I've been doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to to speak on your guys' like, I guess, uh, positive reinforcement towards me, you guys were the ones that suggested, hey, like, seriously go after doing the network. Right. And that has changed everything. Like, it gave me a different focus, and we've been, you know, just working really hard, so... All of that being said, it's like to finally be here and have this feature week is really cool. We're celebrating the five years of JIC. Coupled with that, you're going to get a whole bunch of awesome stuff. If you're a new listener to the Journey into Comics podcast, every day of the week we release content right here on journeyintocomics.com. So just stick around. Tomorrow, brand new show, Poor360, coming mm-hmm. to you guys 
live. Mm. I'm really excited for his show to drop. Wednesday, we've got uh, Journey into Wrestling. On Thursday, we've got an episode of Podcastrophy. Friday, the first episode of Season 2 of The Voice of Survival, my other podcast. Mm-hmm. Saturday, A Bruise with Dudes. Sunday, Dungeons with Dudes, Episode 2. Make sure to check that <laughs> mm-hmm. one out. They played Super Fight. And as well as the best of the week hitting you on Sunday. So those are the things you guys can look forward to. Let's get into some comic shit. You guys ready for this? I'm ready. We've got a lot of stuff we to get a, into. Yeah, we nerded out a lot yeah, this totally, weekend. Totally. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget we have like some Gotham-y stuff to talk about. I just wanted to... Oh, I can't wait to oh, talk about Gotham. That might be we the have fi- things to say about Gotham. That might Gotham. be the finale of the part of this episode. We'll get into there. But So we're going to talk about all kinds of comic stuff, whether it's based on movies, based on the actual books themselves. We've got some other like crazy news that has happened. So the first thing up on our docket is going to be... We're going to talk about... In to the Spider-Verse. This animated movie came out in December and it's been just kicking ass and taking names. Uh, it was uh, officially uh, it won the Critics' Choice Award for Best Animated Feature. Mm-hmm. Is Critics' Choice Award be... I mean, you're a movie buff and I just want your opinion because I think I have maybe a slightly different opinion of the Critics' Choice. Is it as big of a deal as winning a Golden Globe? Um, well, maybe to the people who made the movie, I guess, okay. but to the casual viewer, not particularly. I think it goes like Critics Choice Awards and then the Golden Globes and then Oscars. So, yes. I mean, That's... it's up there, I suppose. I mean, I guess you're still getting a big ass award. It's yeah, so cool I mean, to win. it's nice that the critics like them. You know, but I mean, it's not necessarily important for critics to like a movie for it to be good or watchable because, you know, if you go on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever website you want to check that always tells you what the critics versus what the viewers, you know, correct. And sometimes those differences are noticeable. Oh, yeah. Especially in the comic yeah. book community. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like very divisive for comic book movies. With it, well, and I feel like it kind of be, become a trend. If you're a DC movie, the critics are going to shit on it. The hardcore fans are going to love it. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be kind of this gray area of, well, The casual is it good? viewers are going to be wishing it was Marvel. Mm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then you've got, like, if it's a Marvel movie, almost always the critics and fans are on the same page. Mm-hmm. This was bomb. And then if it's a, like, a Marvel-sponsored Sony movie, again, it's back to that critic shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Fans really like it. What's the gray area there, you know? Totally. Uh, also, interesting to note that the Golden Globes also selected into the Spider-Verse as the best animated movie. Could this be a runaway at the Oscars? Could this take the best animated feature? And Typically, when something wins a Golden Globe, it has more. it's more likely to win an Oscar than not. And with how much people are praising this movie, I mean, personally, I haven't seen it yet, but my little son got to see it, and he, he really liked it. He wouldn't stop talking about it. Well, he wouldn't like... stop talking about Aquaman, but we'll talk about mm. that, too. That's also true. Yeah, we're going to get into some Aquaman talk. No, I just feel like it's interesting because you look at typically if it's a Pixar film going into the Oscars, it usually has a shot to take it. Mm-hmm. And you've got Incredibles 2 that came out. It's an animated feature. And it's getting just blown away by Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's very interesting that two of the best animated movies of 2018 were superhero ones super well and i i really think that yes incredibles is a superhero flick let's be correct it's Mm -hmm. more of a family movie though it has that more of a like trying to build the bonds of a family and showing you that 
ability to work together and whatnot. Well, most superhero movies have that subplot going on if you really mm-hmm. think about it. But I it's think all about it's, teamwork, guys. I was going to say it's more of the focus for The Incredibles because they're a family, I guess is the way to say sure, that. Sure, sure, but it's still a superhero movie. That's the whole premise. Totally. Well, let's continue on with Into the Spider-Verse because we also just found out that it's crossed the 300 million mark worldwide total box office. Mm-hmm. Pretty huge numbers. Let's see here if there's any uh, comparison. Question. Did I see somewhere online that Aquaman 2 reached over a billion worldwide? Aquaman just reached over a billion worldwide. Correct. It's We're going to talk about crazy. that later. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's so much money. Yeah, and it's only been out for, let's see, December 20th is when that movie came out. So it's been less than a month. Well, Two and a half weeks, I think. Uh, but people raving about it. Uh, we're going to talk about our buddy Cody, who we watched some MCU stuff mm-hmm. with, and he went and saw Aquaman and was like, you guys, the color palette alone is worth the price of admission. Interesting. He said it was the most beautiful movie he's ever seen. So That's wild. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. So, yeah, with Into the Spider-Verse crossing 300 million worldwide, that's just pretty, to me, pretty impressive. Uh, it doesn't really say up against other movies what has come out, but it it made 147 million domestically for an animated feature. I think I feel like that's pretty good numbers. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. a super box officey thing, so I'm excited to see it. I hope we see it soon. Yeah, the end. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Okay. The end. <laughs> the end. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say about that. And then, okay, the last thing we want to talk about within the Spider Verse, by the way, this is just kind of because 2018 is officially wrapped. We're here in 2019, so some of those things they wanted to make sure the year was fully done and they could calculate all their things according to Rotten Tomatoes. And we're going to jump from here, uh, seg- right on our jump on our segue and ride, as it were. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes announced that Into the Spider Verse, officially the best reviewed animated movie of the past year, leading. The Way with a 97% certified fresh. It only notched 10 rotten reviews from a total of 324 critics. Wow. Whoa, that's pretty good. It's a pretty good year for superhero animated movies as three of the top five featured crime-fighting characters. Uh, Second place was Incredibles 2, and then um, fifth was Teen Titans Go!, which was another awesome movie. I have something to say about that. I recently sure. just, uh, my little son got me to watch Teen Titans Go with him. And I had never really watched it before. And we watched like five episodes in a row, just like binge watch it. They're only like 20 minutes, right? Yeah, something like that. And it was awesome. I was like, <laughs> oh, damn, I think I have a new favorite show. And it's nice because I can watch it with my son. It's a clever cartoon. It's like yeah, it was pretty funny. our generation I was writing giggling. it, so we get it. And I mean, they utilized that. One thing you brought to my attention was like the Golden Girls episode. Oh my god, that was so funny! They had the Golden Girls like appear as like <laughs> uh, like they she something sum- from she Green summoned, Lantern. Yeah, like yeah, they summoned uh, like the most powerful weapon he could think of, and it was the fucking Golden Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> it love was so that. funny. <laughs> yeah. I recommend Teen Titans Go. Yeah, and Teen Titans Go to the movies was a really funny, um, clever movie that I enjoyed watching. Yeah, I know we Ollie watched that with Ollie. Watch he liked it. it. Yeah, it was. That was funny. I yeah, I'm I'm in. So yeah, uh, overall, I think Into the Spider Verse is the top movie of 2018. I didn't see that. I am stoked to see. Yeah. Um, now moving out of that, now this is going to kind of, we're going to kind of slow down here from this side of it. We're going to talk about some other stuff, get Sarah involved in this again. Sarah, we got our buddy Cody over 
Mm-hmm. He's been coming over for the past several months after his piano lesson. Yeah. And we've been getting him through the MCU because to date, he'd only ever seen Veronica. He'd only ever seen two of the MCU movies. I'm Which pretty ones? sure it was like mm. uh, Doctor Strange <laughs> and Iron Man or Doctor Strange and Iron Man 2 or something. It was some arbitrary thing. But Doctor Strange was the one I'm absolutely certain he saw because he saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. And that's what made him interested. He's like, man, are these really good? And I was like, are they good? What is she doing? And he's like, like, oh my God. I mean, well. I hated to be offended, but I was like a little bit offended. I was like, shit, we got to get this guy through it. So we've been doing that, Sarah. And mm-hmm. I think it's been quite enjoyable. Yeah, it's been interesting to watch through them all like, you know, cut like one to two movies a week, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back Going to back. Them. Yeah, that's been... Powering uh, through. Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes every other week, but... Um, just depends on scheduling. I feel like I I walked away with new favorite movies. Um, some movies didn't age as well as I had wanted Did you guys to. even watch the <laughs> Thor movies? Yeah, we watched everything. <laughs> yeah, we and watched the bad one. And, <laughs> and they actually, were really bad on the rewatch. <laughs> even though we didn't finish it, technically we started this out of order a little bit because we watched it chronologically because mm-hmm. I wanted to see how that was and then I stopped it because I didn't want to do that for Guardians 2. I didn't want to go back to back on that. But we started with Captain America, the first Avenger. and. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is a good yeah. one. It's a little bit different, but it's you know it's set in the '40s, so it predates everything else in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of get like put into the Tony Stark thing, and then there were pieces. And one thing I want to before we get into some of the things Sarah was talking about, because I'm really interested in to hear what she thought aged well, didn't age well, mm-hmm. and stuff, um, and different favorites and whatnot. One thing I've loved is the reactions to Cody's um, finding of things that I'm anticipating his reaction for. Yeah, it was fun watching mm. like react i mean i guess it's it's like it's like seeing a kid at christmas really it is because like i know that there's a fun present coming like just to literally jump forward this week and this is here we are because we're here we did black panther infinity war in a back-to-back mm-hmm. which two two and a half hour movies back-to-back it was intense That's hardcore but it was worth it it was <laughs> totally yeah, yeah, he watched Black Panther, and I could just tell he was like a little itching about it because he had like he didn't say it until I put it in. As soon as I put the disc for Infinity War, and he goes, "We got like halfway into this, and this is the only movie I've been anticipating watching. I've been so like excited to finally get here." And I was like, "Then we're watching it right fucking now. Like I don't <laughs> care, you know." <laughs> um, but like in Infinity War, there's the scene where Thor returns to Earth. Mm-hmm. with Rocket and Groot through mm-hmm. the Bifrost through Stormbreaker and I look over and Cody's just like <gasps> <laughs> excitement totally just like in yes. the moment there just like you know you can feel it I wish I was a fly in the wall when uh, he saw the snap oh then that was great too he was just like what and then it was just <laughs> like okay well now we have Ant-Man and the Wasp to watch and then by that point we're not too far out from Captain Marvel so mm-hmm. um I I have been enjoying putting Cody through the ringer watching the MCU and knowing how things play out and knowing he doesn't and then seeing and then like him seeing Doctor Strange in, in his like totally outside of the bubble of this on his own to go back to it and then to rewatch it, he had a different appreciation for the movie. And then now to see, I, th- I feel like Doctor Strange, I don't want to speak on Cody's behalf. I feel like Doctor Strange has become his favorite character, though. 
So yeah, I could see him like in Doctor Strange. Yeah, he's he's pretty wicked. So uh, Sarah, back to you. I gotta know. You said that you thought, and because this is your perspective now, uh, what movies did you think didn't age well? And then also hmm. to 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 flip side that, what were some new favorites you walked away with? That's an exciting thing to hear from you, because I love the MCU and I feel like I have a hard time even. I feel like they're all my children, you know, like they're impossible. It's impossible to choose a favorite because I have every movie has a moment that just makes me go like, holy fuck, this is the movie, you know, like this is the one. So Mm -hmm. um, what I want to know what changed for you. uh, It's hard for me to remember. First of all, I wish I had like a list of the movies in front of me. Oh, let me pull it up for you. Because I feel (laughs) slightly put on the spot. I can't remember exactly. It's just been a long journey. That's a lot of watching everybody but I feel like um, Iron Man the very first one the very first Iron Man movie was like it didn't really age well for that, me that was gonna be one of them I was gonna say yeah. was that Iron Man movie only because I remember liking it so much when it first came out right, when I saw right. it in the theater and I think we saw it a few times if I'm not mistaken like I just remember really liking it for whatever reason and on the rewatch it was just kind of huh mm-hmm. and, and, you know it could be just because how Tony Stark has grown as a character throughout mm-hmm. that maybe it just seemed a little bland. I mean, I don't he does know go from a total dick to yeah. not quite a dick. Yeah. But still, like, that movie is still endearing in its own way. But, it, yeah, it, it wasn't the same for me the second time around Iron Man, that first one. All right. So I'll quickly list these off for you. I've got the list right here for you. Uh, phase mm-hmm. one was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. With Ed Norton, Iron Man two, Thor, yeah. Captain America: The First Avenger, and Marvel's The Avengers. That Incredible Hulk movie was weird <laughs> to <Yeah>. watch. <laughs> the Ed Norton one, yeah. The Ed we Norton one that was that. something I you know it's something was just weird about it, and I think it's just because I like uh, you know what's his face, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo. I like him as Bruce Bruce Banner. I do too. He, He's grown. He on me. strikes me more as Bruce Banner. Like, uh, it just, he's, uh, what's I don't know. That movie didn't, didn't do it for me on the second watch either. But, you know, when we were watching, uh, Black Panther, that one, I really liked that one on the rewatch. I liked it the first time and I liked it more when I rewatched it. I'm so glad you bring up Black Panther. I, I don't know why. Well, I kind of do know why. I just it's a different story. I like the way they tell that story in that movie. I don't know, there's something about that movie. I feel like you said like it, it best, uh, not to paraphrase for you. Do you remember the thing you said about this movie that you you love? Possibly. You said regardless, <laughs> 100% regardless, you could have put that oh, story. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and do it? Say it. Uh yeah, I guess. Well, it just seems like one of those stories that it didn't matter who the characters were in the story. They could have been aliens on a different planet and, you know, not humans at all. It didn't right. even have to be taking place on Earth at all. But everything else about the story could stay the same. And I would still like that movie. It like, still worked every, really good. Yeah, the story just worked for me, like, all around. I just think at its core, it told a good story. I keep saying story. Yeah, Black Panther was yeah. a good movie. <laughs> well, I love the <laughs> South Park jokes about Black Panther this Cartman season. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that was funny. I will say this, since South we're talking Park. about Black Panther, you guys segue me right there because 
Black Panther was confirmed as the best-reviewed, wide-released 2018 movie by Rotten Tomatoes, just as Into the Spider-Verse was best animated. Here we are, and Black Panther is on top. Mm. Um, also up there was Infinity War. So Makes sense. Yeah. It only had... I remember uh, how hyped those movies were. Infinity War is just insane. It's just like... Savage. It could have been so many different movies. Mm-hmm. Just that one, that could have been like like a trilogy on its own. Just that one Correct. movie. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I felt like it was so much crammed in there. Uh, also note that Black Panther wins big at the Critics' Choice Awards. Winning. Let's go through them. Best visual effects category. Let's see. Uh, best production design. They got best costume design. Dang. Yeah, because all of that was great. It was absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's and it's, I hope it like ten years from now I'm still saying that. Yeah, I hope this movie ages well. Yeah, oh, I'm sure it will. This movie, I mean, even the technology in this movie feels so advanced that I don't think we can catch it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, think about the Kamoyo beat and what it can do, and the fact that you know when um, Everett. It's Everett Ross, right? Um, Martin Freeman, the the Hobbit. Mm -hmm. He gets shot in Black Panther, and they put the Kamoyo bead in it, in his bullet wound. Mm -hmm. And, like, it it stabilizes him. Like, we probably won't ever have that technology. (laughs) And if we do, we're, like, near Cyberdyne, right? (laughs) And, I mean, we're already close to that. I don't know to totally sideline. But when uh, Elon Musk was on Rogan, he talked about how they've got Neuralink getting ready to happen yeah that's some f- scary stuff you're yeah. gonna be able to essentially download the internet to your brain just i don't beep. want that no but you know i will say <clears throat> the concept intrigues me because if, if it was hyper focused like okay right now i can go lock into this thing for just like 10 minutes and in my brain internally download every first appearance from every comic ever and just have it on memory fuck yeah sign me up there are very, very dark things people will want to do, obviously, or try to do with that technology. But we're many years from everybody having it, obviously. So. I don't know. I read. It, I was reading an article the other day about something similar like that, where these neurosurgeons have did this. Uh, they developed some way to connect, like people's brain waves, so they can like speak telepathically to each other. That's wicked. It's crazy. Also, they got that thing that mm. can read your inner dialogue or whatever. Yeah. That's fucking weird, right? Yeah. Skynet's real, man. That's what we've been saying. Uh, let's talk about something else. So let's get back to some Black Panther stuff. This is kind of a side tangent out of the MCU into the animated side of things again. Because Stanley's final animated appearance will be in the Marvel's Avengers Black Panther quest that dropped this past weekend. If you're listening on release day... Uh, uh, Stan Lee's character says in his final appearance, hate doesn't make you strong, hate makes you weak. I love that. I love those mm-hmm. fitting words Very from Stan such a, an iconic uh, person as, as Mr. Stan Lee. May he forever rest in peace. Let's get into that's some music we don't need to hear. I want your guys' opinions on this because this is going to tie back into the MCU and what we've been doing, getting Cody through it. We're nearing Captain Marvel and whatnot. Uh, this Disney Fox deal is clicking and ticking away. Last week when I was on, I talked about how 
January like 27th or 30th, somewhere around there, they were probably going to finalize the deal, it seemed. Mm -hmm. A new report has come out, says it's going to be early March. Uh, Now, this comes from a memo on an email. The memo on the email was, let's see, uh, it was essentially a regulatory filing. And on it, it had said the deal would close Q1 early March. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, we're really, I mean, we might actually get this merger before Captain Marvel comes out. That could have huge implications Wow. moving forward, forward, because, I mean, and we talked about this off air, Captain Marvel has some history with the X-Men. Yeah. So could somehow her existence play into, that actually creates an interesting question. I I don't really know how to answer. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Yeah, totally. Uh... I want to mention briefly, I will say I I do really uh, think in the MCU one of my favorites because it does such a good job of being standalone while also just giving you just enough breadcrumbs. Ant-Man and the Wasp. It yeah, really a is one. a great movie. I like that one. I like that one a lot too. It do, I mean, it, I think I liked it better than the first Ant-Man. Absolutely agree. I think it just has a little something extra in the charm. Yeah, two words, mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But, but also, uh, Evangeline Lilly killed it as the Wasp. She yeah, was so she was great. Good. She was really great. Uh, there, you know, there's been huge rumor. I want your guys' opinion on this, obviously. But there's been a rumor they're going to do an A-Force movie. Do you guys know about the A-Force? It's all women. It's all ladies. Captain Marvel, <laughs> Gamora, many different ladies have been on this team. Black Widow, obviously mm. Scarlet Witch. Sweet. So a lot of people that are already in the MCU have been a part of A-Force. Could they do an all-ladies-led movie like that? Yes. Uh, yeah, obviously. I just want to know. I guess the only thing they'd have to do is come up with the MacGuffin or the reason for those different universes to collide for those just ladies to coalesce into a situation you know right, right. Um, as long as you can do that you're sold i mean they're going to do all kinds of crazy fucking movies coming into the future so i have no idea um, what the future looks like they're going to do the eternals movie which is like the story of thanos's father alars right which also might be thanos's like origin story essentially where sure. where they go back and see him as a kid and and why he is like he is and the essentially the destruction of titan and him pleading to do the snap before they you know when they told him no uh that, that would be interesting but uh mm-hmm. what do you guys think on this deal though um what do you want to see come out of it i mean i think that you you kind of covered it when we were talking about possible captain Mar- marvel and the x-men crossovers i mean I'm all for having X-Men, you know, get into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. That would be sweet. I need to see. I Wol- wish it would have happened before, like, Civil War, though. I agree. I need to see Wolverine on the Avengers. Yeah, that'd be I, fucking rad. I just yeah. need to see. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I, but <sighs> yeah, but how is that going to happen now? It's not the same. I was just getting ready to say that yeah. year because you're not going to. A lot of these guys. I can't say a lot of these guys, you know, Chris Hemsworth said, keep doing fucking Thor movies. I'm not done. Like, I'm into mm-hmm. this. Taika Waititi revitalized his love for that character, and now he's, like, more of the comedic side. They've taken away that stiffness, and mm-hmm. they, they're playing into his strength. Obviously, it showed with Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that was a good one. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I like that one, too. And he had he a was, good soundtrack. And, and, I mean, Thor had just 
like I want to say like three percent less screen time than Thanos in the entirety of Infinity War. Mm. If you do like mm. a character comparison of minutes, he was like right there with Thanos for the most screen time. So yeah, uh, yeah, Thor's awesome, but also Fantastic Four. You know, mm-hmm. like I cannot wait to have them back in the MCU. I say it all the time on this show. God, we remember when we watched that horrible Fantastic Four movie? It was great. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It was totally awesome. <laughs> I'm not awesome. going to lie. It was pretty awesome. If it would have come out in the 90s. awful. If it came out in the 90s, we would have been talking about it as legend, just like we talk about 89 Batman. Well, it was Batman. supposed to come out in the 90s, but it did not. Correct. Because it was fucking terrible. I don't remember what episode <laughs> that was we talked about that on. It's been a few. I think we talked about that on Foodies, Matcha Movies, right? Oh, is it a Foodies episode we did that on instead of doing that on JIC? I don't remember. I can't I think remember. it might have been a Foodies episode. I'll have to look back. Go back, folks, in the JIC timeline. You can find it. Just search. Also, I, loved, I do want to mention that if... If you're new to the Journey into Comics podcast, if you go to our journeyintocomics.com site and you want to kind of peruse all the different things, look through our history, different shows that have been on and whatnot, we have archive sections where you can actually go click through 10 episodes at a time, go back in time. For all the shows. For all the shows. Every show, every season, everything we've ever done, you can find without having to scroll through the actual feed. That's sweet. I've made it pretty foolproof. Great. So, mm. um, excellent for you guys and uh, good for us too because it helps you guys find cool stuff that you maybe didn't find before. Uh, Heard. I don't really have anything else to say on the Fox deal, but we do have this Captain Marvel trailer that just dropped. Do we want to rewatch it and then hype it, or do you guys remember it enough? Uh, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I don't know. Do We're going to play it again? it again. Play it again. I mean, I'm looking forward to this this movie, you know. I, I guess from what people are saying, it's not just Carol Danvers's origin story, but it's also Nick Fury's. Oh, sweet! Because yeah, uh. Samuel L. is in it, and he is a. They de-aged him and gave him his eye back. Gave him his eye back. I wonder if he's gonna lose it in this movie. I'm certain he will. Yeah. Uh, those two are gonna have a, a good com- comedic chemistry. I feel together. Yeah, I like Brie Larson. I think she's a great actress. I loved how awful she was in Scott Pilgrim. Envy Adams. Yeah. Envy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, she got green blood coming out of her nose. Like, cause then you say she's like half alien, half human. It's the deba- some you know, weird hybrid shit. I'm interested in how they actually do the origin because. If they, I feel like they could mix a little bit of her Miss Marvel history, where she has the like experiment with the Kree that turns her half half. Right, because she's there's been several different iterations of this character. Yeah, Carol Danvers has been Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Binary, Warbird. I think there's another one I'm missing. I like yeah. that she has a mohawk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's pretty rad. That's wicked. I will say that uh, Carol Danvers did not become Miss Marvel until 2012, Avenging Spider-Man number nine, and then ten. It was like a two-parter that launched her character. At the same time, I'm pretty sure in 2012 they launched her as her own. It's Captain standalone Marvel. Captain. What did I say? You said Ms. Marvel. Oh, sorry, Captain no, Marvel. No, Captain Marvel was when she took the mantle on in 2012. Correct. 
Yeah, so she was Binary, Warbird, Miss Marvel, Carol, Danvers, and Captain Marvel. Oh, Is something yeah. still playing? Video's still playing. Oh, great. Turn that shit off. Of course. <laughs> oh. Sorry for that 30 <laughs> seconds whispering. of that playing. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that's not too loud on the audio playback. Uh I love Carol Danvers. I think she's a fantastic character. Yeah, we've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. She's, yeah. You know, it's really interesting. I think they picked a perfect actress to play Captain Marvel, not only because of her ability to act, but Brie Larson as a symbol of the modern feminist movement, I guess is the way to say that without... I, I hope that doesn't sound offensive because that's not where I'm coming from. Uh, <laughs> I'm more coming from a fact of like, if you look at the history of Captain Marvel, when we were talking about this off air. She has kind of a dark past. There was a rape story for God's sakes involving her. that They had to like undo essentially. Yeah. She was like mm-hmm. raped and impregnated with some alien thing. Right. Yeah. And then there was so much. And then they had to rewrite that. And the... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's just make her fight for equal pay. Yeah. Oh my place. God. I mean, so they, they... it's one way to do it. It's one way to do it guys. So Chris Claremont had written that story and he kind of was like, Oh shit, maybe that was a bad idea. We should take it back and do it a different way. They did. And then eventually, you know, she kind of goes through different iterations. She took, he took her out of her story where she had been Miss Marvel, brought her into the X-Men world and gave her the binary powers. And that's why I want to go back to the, I'm not sure how they're going to actually do her origin. Cause it right. seems like she mm, has go the a binary couple different ways here. She has binary power. It seems like she's also a Cree and also a human, so it's kind of like a mixing of all the stories. Yeah, maybe they mashed them all up. Who knows? Got to get the we'll best find of out it. In March. Yeah, we're. As when of, does this come out? Uh, March eighth. March eighth, which is seventh if you're doing the preview night. Sweet. And then in a few short days after that, I'll be seeing Metallica. Sweet. Hey. Indianapolis on March eleventh on Sweet. a Monday. <gasps> that's the only part that's not cool is it's a Monday, but mm-hmm. other than that, it's going to be great. Um, yeah, no, I love Miss Marvel. I'm looking forward to this movie. We've said it a bunch here. Uh, to move into the thing that happens right after Miss Marvel, a little bit over a month later, we're going to get Avengers Endgame here. About time. And we're going to get this bow that everyone wants to talk about. Yeah, I feel like 2019 is going to be the year we remember that everything ended. Fucking Avengers fucking gotham mm-hmm. fucking uh game of thrones or that's coming out when? yeah 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 that's mm-hmm. all end. of these things final seasons things guys. are wrapping yeah, up in what? nice little bows we finally get our like we're gonna get the end of the Mueller investigation the end game, guys <laughs> yeah we made it we're here can we just call 2019 the end game yeah i love yeah, that okay let's yeah. hope so i love that let's, let's get put that to out there yeah totally end game so Speaking of an end game, and maybe that's a little bit of a somber tone to take in this next story, but to be totally totally honest here, a Marvel fan battling cancer had a bunch of people champion them and say, hey, Marvel, don't fuck this up. This guy doesn't have long to live. He's seen the first half. He's a longtime Marvel fan. He doesn't care even about seeing Captain Marvel, necessarily, if he doesn't get to that point. He does want to ensure that he gets to see Endgame so he knows how that story ends before he goes. I think it's a beautiful, like, uh, if that shit was happening to me, I would hope people would champion me to be able to see something like this. Yeah. Kind of like uh, that movie Fanboys, if you'll remember. I think there was, like, a little, mm. like, that kid was sick secretly, and they were going to take him to see Phantom Menace. Um, mm-hmm. But Marvel actually responded. Uh, Alexander Q said, 
Disney has reached out and we're discussing options. Thank you all so much. This is everything I could have hoped for. And then they said, please consider donating to uh, Fanconi Anemia Research at fanconi.org slash donate. Damn. And I will put that up on the website here also for you guys to click down below. So, uh, yeah, that's it's pretty cool of Marvel to say, hey, like, look, this is our ultimate secret. And we're going to possibly have to entrust this guy who is going through some real shit to not go out yeah, there right before he, he goes and say, hey, everybody, here's how it's going to be. And this <laughs> is the whole movie. And look how I went out is to ruin the whole MCU before it releases. You know? right. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. But they have to have all their ducks in a row because it is something that's vital to their story well, is maintaining yeah. secrecy. You know, the That's Russo how they plan to make their money. Yeah, and the Russo brothers said, "Look, you They're guys are going to get the Russo brothers said, "Look, you guys are going to get several trailers for Endgame. Nothing is outside of the first 5 minutes of the movie, so you have no clue." Mm -hmm. So they're using all the first 5 minutes of the film to give us this trailer. Hmm. And some of that shit might not even get used, who knows. Uh tricky tricky. They are super tricky. Uh back to Captain Marvel, the first day ticket sales top 3 all time in the MCU's history. What does that mean? Is this going to break some some numbers? Is this is this on pace to out Black Panther, Black Panther, as it did last year? I don't know. Maybe. I, know. I mean. I know we're going to go see it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm absolutely looking forward to that uh, that time. And then the question with Captain Marvel, obviously, is like, what kind of after credits, if any, can they give us? Who knows? Because I have no idea what's going to Well, the only thing that I think is going to happen is I think it's going to end with her getting the little beeper message and then end scene when she's taken off to go fucking rescue everybody. When she gets her beeper, go, oh. Yeah, that's what it'll be. See, and it's funny because uh, Samuel L. Jackson kind of fucked up a little bit. And in a recent interview, mild spoiler here, folks, and we don't know if this is true or conjecture. He might have been just saying what he thought would happen. He essentially confirmed that Carol Danvers in this universe is a time traveler. Mm -hmm. So that enters a whole interesting other set of questions that maybe Nick Fury knows about everything that's going to happen. And, uh, and this comes back to us watching with Cody. The rewatch of Infinity War gave me some interesting insight to a couple things briefly. First and foremost, I want to say several months ago when we reviewed this movie right after it came back out last April... In one of the episodes following that, I'm not sure you guys will have to go back and listen, I talked about in great detail how Groot revealed his name to be Tree in that movie. And mm -hmm. it was missed by so many people. It just got covered on comicbook.com a couple days ago. Really? It really mm. did. Not, not for me. Some Reddit fan had put it out there. But I remember back when I first saw it, when Captain America is introduced to Groot, through Thor. Mm -hmm. Thor says, meet my friend Tree. He doesn't say meet Groot because that doesn't make sense. And we learned that Thor speaks Groot because he took it as an elective on Asgard. Right. So, hilarious. so then here's another thing. We're rewatching the movie. Three times in Infinity War is the word Tree used instead of Groot. Mm -hmm. Tree, pee in the cup. Mm -hmm. I took a, that's, that's when they're on the pod, uh, Groot, Rocket, and, and Thor going. Then, Etri the Elf says it again. Tree, we need the handle. 
you know, mm-hmm. find the axe. He needs the ease because Thor's dying. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, as I said, when they're back on Earth and he introduces him to Captain America. So I feel like it's confirmed. Groot's name is Tree. Yeah, it makes sense to me. I think mm-hmm. so as well. And then yeah. one other thing, there was a sureness in Nick Fury's eyes in Infinity War when he sees Maria Hill disappear mm-hmm. and he quickly goes to the truck. He knows what he's going to the truck for. Like he's certain this is a moment he's been anticipating. How could you anticipate a moment like this other than someone clued you in to the moment they needed to be called? Who knows? I feel like Captain Marvel essentially is going to tell Nick, look, something's going to happen. I can't exactly tell you what because that would be playing too much with the timeline. Here's a couple things you need to ensure happen, though, because she's playing back to the 14,605,000 possibilities Doctor Strange speaks on. Since she is a part of the winning thing, she also knows how this can play out, right? Okay. So essentially, she's going to tell Nick, look, look. This is assuming they go the route where she knows what's going to happen. Well, that's kind of going back to it. Since her story is going to take place in the 90s as S.H.I.E.L.D. is being born. Mm -hmm. And since you go back to 2008 Iron Man. And in 2008 Iron Man, when Iron Man is introduced, the first thing Nick Fury says is, you're part of a much bigger world. You just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Well, what would be fucking bigger than Captain Marvel, which obviously now we know because of the timeline in this movie. By the time Tony Stark has met Nick Fury, it's already happened. He's already seen Captain Marvel and her powers and this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So she might have told him, like, look, some shit's coming. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout. If she's a time traveler. Get these guys. You'll need them. Mm-hmm. Here's a list. Go after them. Okay, let's move on uh, into some other stuff here as uh, we've got a little bit of DC news that's going to lead into us talking about um, our finale of the episode. You guys alive over there? Yeah, Getting I'm a little... just looking at your screen All right. there. All right, just making sure you guys are still doing... We're, we're late into the evening here into the podcasting world. So, um, As you said earlier, let's talk about it real quick here. Aquaman officially crosses one billion at the box office. It is now uh, the biggest DCEU movie, and it is officially surpassed The Dark Knight and has become the biggest movie since The Dark Knight Rises. And I think that's only because of Jason Momoa. Mm-hmm. He's a good ass dude. <laughs> he seems really like a sweet fellow. He's killed it on yeah. SNL hysterical that was pretty funny what a weirdo (laughs) yeah it was absolutely funny so uh let's see momoa actually said he he recently thanked fans for all their support he says mahalo everyone for making aquaman the number one movie in the world i love you guys i'm so proud of this movie and everyone that worked on it and then he says aloha (laughs) he's just like a jolly hawaiian dude absolutely I'm, i'm for it yeah, you know what? I I'm wanna, looking forward to seeing Aquaman. I wanna, Molly said he liked it. I want to briefly touch on something because it's not fake news, and I want to make sure that people discern about Aquaman because there was some a weird video that started circulating on Facebook. I was going to cover this video in detail because the severity of the, the video. Uh, the video itself, I'm not going to actually talk about what is in the video, but it is proved to be false. That video is doctored that's going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is really painting Jason Momoa in a really f- kind of fucked up light. 
Jason Momoa himself has actually come out and said, look, the people that created this, we are going to find you. Mm-hmm. And we are suing you because yeah. this is fucking ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. right when he's at the top of all this stuff, yeah, you're going to create trying to this. ruin his career. And I mean, they did it really fucked up utilizing a video with him and his kids. Like yeah, that's, that's a, terrible. You're Ew. crossing a really, really, really don't cross that fucking line line. Mm-hmm. So I just want you. Scumbags, man. I just want the listener to know if you guys happen to come across that video, don't be alarmed and immediately assume, oh my God, Jason Momoa is this bad guy. Go and do a little bit of research. Look into it. That's immediately what I did. I started trying to find out what the reality was going on, where mm-hmm. this video came from. Then you can see the real video that's involved. He's actually consoling his kids during something that seems like it might be either sad or, or joyous that brought them to tears. Um, I'd stop fucking with people, man. Yeah, people you know? are awful. I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh I don't know. Do you guys know about this lady, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? I do. Yeah, she's a badass. She's got over 2 million uh, Twitter followers. She won the 9th district. I want to say it was the 9th district. Or Let's see. Actually, it'll probably say here what district she is. She's uh, New York's 14th district's congresswoman. Surprise comic book fans by responding to critics. There are people that want her to toned down how she is which is outspoken and very much for she's a, a lady of the people she's hmm. very much for a progressive future mm-hmm. and she doesn't have any bullshit about it she actually already put into congress a motion to make voting a national holiday everyone has off hmm. to change the huh. whole game she's she's i mean she's gunning for it you know so she responded to her critics by quoting watchmen She says, to quote Alan Moore, or actually she said, let me try and save folks some time here. You cannot rein in Latinas. They rein you in. Oh, wait, no, that's somebody else that's responding to her. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, I don't remember that from the Watchmen. Alexandria, uh, AOC as they call her, says, to quote Alan Moore, none of you understand. I'm not locked up in here with you. You're locked up in here with me. Sweet. And, Mm. uh, man. Baller. Ice cold. Yeah, she's not playing, man. She's uh, very much progressive and, and, and a way of the future. I do strongly suggest that people consider looking into her background and, and how she did it because she's a come from nothing, was washing dishes, and couldn't afford to move to D.C. to become a congresswoman, won the won the seat of congresswoman person. You know? I think this is Sarah. That I think this is the same lady who uh, they, were, they post some – People posted a video of her like dancing in college and having fun. Yes. And oh, like, and like criticizing they were all, like, her, upset and, about it or something. Yeah, yeah I remember and that. She's just like, what the fuck? Okay, I'll just dance in every video now. She mm. did too. Mm-hmm. She did a video from her office, at, 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 like in Washington, dancing. You know. Uh, so let's yeah, yeah. let's get into it here. Because we've got some more stuff to talk about. I need you guys to uh, really bring the thunder here at the end. Because we got a really good thing to talk about. We've got Batman news, which leads into Gotham talk. Quickly, I will say that uh, the Matt Reeves directed the Batman movie, which is supposed to be coming out in a few years. I think it's supposed to go into production in like a couple months here. Okay. Will feature the Penguin as one of its main villains. Possibly mm. played by a guy named Josh Gad. Who's been really? teasing it for some time? Yeah. Hmm, also, that's the guy who played LeFou in uh, the Beauty and the Beast movie. <laughs> there are some other people who have possibly lined up for the role of Penguin, including 
Josh Gad, as I said, Nick Frost, Jonah Hill, and Andy Serkis. Hmm. I think Josh Gad would be the best penguin of those four, personally. Just my own opinion. Hmm. I feel like Jonah Hill would get a little annoying. Yeah, I don't want it to be Jonah Hill. And I think I only want it to be the guy from Gotham. Yeah. He's so perfect. Robin Lord Taylor. Is that character. Oh, Nothing can touch him. Gotham. Well, let's talk about Gotham because we're here, you guys. Uh, I've got a couple things to discuss. We are officially in the second episode of this final season. I think there's only 10 or 12 episodes in tow. Uh, And this is the final season. It's so sad. I'm so so I can't believe it. And I just, like, discovered this show. You you guys got me into this show, like, what, a year ago? Mm -hmm. Right about, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And we just powered through and binged watched every season we could. And I just, I'm obsessed with the show. It's so good. It's like every episode I'm going, <gasps> Gotham! <gasps> yeah. Gotham! You I, know? <laughs> think, I think that's actually historically documented on this show, you saying that you always do that because you do always I do, do that. It's like my thing. Mm-hmm. And tonight we, watched, so good. tonight we watched the second episode of the season, Trespassers. And, it uh, flew by, too. It was the yeah, fastest 45-minute episode of a show I've ever seen. If, this show is like zero to a thousand Every episode, and it goes so fast. Like you, I got so into it. I was, I blinked, and it was over. And I'm like, "Damn it! Mm-hmm. It's so good." Uh, I don't know. I don't. Do we want to go back and discuss the first episode? I feel like we could really just talk about the character arcs, kind of, and where they're at. So I'll throw them out to you guys, and we'll just kind of talk about them. First and foremost, let's talk about the biggest uh, thing we walk away from. Uh, spoiler alert. We yeah, do we're wanna, doing spoilers, right? We do right? want to make yeah. sure that we're telling you guys, if you haven't watched Gotham right now, I'd probably give us at least 15, maybe 20, depending on how deep we get into this, because there is a lot to discuss, because uh, there's a couple uh, topics about Gotham also and what they're planning on doing with the season that, that we're going to get into as well. But uh, from here on out for the next few, we're going to get into some spoiler territory on Gotham in three, two, one. What do you guys think? Of the transformation of Selena Kyle. I don't know yet. Because, I mean, it's like just teased. Yeah, but, I mean, you know where it's going. You can't be ignorant to where it goes. Yeah, it's obvious where it's going to go. But I think it's it's good. I think her character was getting a little tired. Mm -hmm, I agree. At the end of last season, she got shot by Jerome. And she was paralyzed. Essentially, in the first episode, we see her wanting to try to kill herself. She mm-hmm. doesn't want to live anymore. She's lost her will because she can't walk. In the second episode, Bruce goes on his kind of like holy mission to find the witch. When we go to find the witch, what do we find, V? Poison Ivy. And what did you guys think about the fourth? I feel like that's the fourth person that's played Ivy. Right. Pretty sure it's the same girl. No, because they had the two kid versions, and then you had the like more adult but still kind of teen punkish version, and then this version. Mm-hmm. Let's but it's see. the same actress as last season. Is my yeah. point? Did they get to her fourth iteration last season? Yeah, I didn't remember did. that. My bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because she did. becomes all seductress. I mm-hmm. forgot all about that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's had a weird storyline. They they did a weird storyline with Poison Ivy's character and dropped her down mm-hmm. a manhole and then she started aging rapidly. Yeah, because she starts off as mm-hmm. like a little bit younger than Selena. Yeah, she's like nine. Yeah. She was like Bruce's age in that first season. 
Yeah, and then she's just on the streets. And then now people want to burn her as a witch because her plants are killing people. And she's using <laughs> their dead bodies as food for the plants. Yeah, fertilizer. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, so she's messed up, and then she decides to help Bruce get some fruit to get, or some root, I should say. Yeah. Tree root, yeah. which was unclear of her motive. I feel like she called it a seed, but yeah, root. Yeah, whatever. And so she, she felt she gives it to him. Bruce is like, is this human blood? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of over Poison Ivy's character. She's not going to change. She's just going to be a stupid villain. Yeah, totally. Ultimately, Bruce gives this seed or this root or whatever to Selena and damn near kills her. Mm-hmm. And what we got at the end of the episode is the hug between a now healed. Yeah, she's Selena all yeah. zenned out. I feel better. Better mm-hmm. than I ever have. And then, and then she became a fucking anamorph. Yeah, and then her eyes like turn into cat eyes, and then you're left mm-hmm. with the cliffhanger. Cause, and then you're just like, ah, oh, Gotham. Mm-hmm. You did it. Yeah, you did it right there. Uh, interesting to note, though, there are several. Obviously, because Gotham does such a good store, a good job of intertwining so many storylines and threads. You've also got this embattled Edward Nigma, who with is some seriously emo looking hair. This yeah. season. True. And I think we're going to get the payoff for that once we actually see the other side. Because we've not yet seen what happens at night when he's sleepwalking. Right. We've just been oh, seeing yeah. the aftermath of all this happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do believe that when we finally see him in full-blown Riddler, it's going to be over the top next level. Like, we're going to be like, ah, Gotham! Mm-hmm. You know, yet again. They better uh, give it to us. Yeah. I'm sure they will. They've they've leaked some set pictures that showed that you actually see full blown versions of Riddler. You see full blown version mm. of Penguin. You're gonna see these characters fleshed out. And we're also gonna get this season a Batman uh, centric episode. Yeah, jo- uh, Gotham to have a full on Batman episode. Joker name may be used. Yeah, that's according to comicbook.com. Oh. Correct. And here's here's something to tie into this now. So. They've not been able to call Jerome or Jeremiah the Joker. the Joker. And that comes from a multitude of things. You've got a DC movie that Todd Phillips is doing with... Uh, it all just comes down to like property rights, right? Or like name rights. Well, it's just that when you have like big budget movies about to come out of a character, when you can use that character and how it gets kind of muddied because, well, plain and simple... Promotion. You don't want to muddy the waters with their multiple versions of this Joker. Which right. one am I caring Oversaturate about? Oversaturate the market. Correct. You want to keep it kind of refined. So with uh, which one is it? Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker and Todd Phillips's uh, Joker movie. Yeah, and that Did comes you know out that, at the end of this year. No. Yeah, it's almost finished production. It's like super dark. It's supposed to be like a gritty, fucked oh. up origin story. Cool. Uh, a little bit different take on the character too. So uh, they have that meaning. It's a gray area. Now, we know that Titans used the Joker name on a couple different things. I can't really say too much there because I still want you to watch that. Yeah, I haven't By the seen way, Titans yeah, yet. I think you might like that one. Titans it's is officially out internationally all over the world on Netflix. Available Sweet. now. So if you do not have the DC streaming service and you do want to watch Titans, there's a way for you to do that. Back to Gotham, though. They're going to do a full-on 10-year-in-the-future Batman-centric episode. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. That's what we've been waiting for since episode one of Gotham. No. I know. I, I wish they didn't Baby have family. to cram so much into this season. I know. 
You know, it seems like they've just got so much ground to cover still because they were trying to have him grow up into that character, you know? They've done a damn good job. Yeah. I mean, how impressive is it when you see him standing, his silhouette standing across from uh, Ivy when they're in that room and you're just like, he's fucking Batman. Put the fucking mask on. He's baby Batman, damn it. Mm -hmm. He's like 17-year-old fucking Batman. They picked such a good actor. They really had a a gamble on... On that kid. David Mazu, yeah. I think is how you say his last name. Because that's a long commitment to grow up on screen like that. Like, hey, kid, you want to be Batman? <laughs> as a child and into your teens. Yeah. Correct. And, mm. I mean, they, they were a lot of pressure. in it for a long haul. Some of those seasons went from, the t- you know, over a year and one season. So he's aged almost double that throughout the story, which has kind of played to their benefit now that he's mm-hmm. where they need him to look kind of like Batman. And he's tall, right. brooding, handsome. Like, he's got it all. Mm-hmm. He's definitely got the... The whole thing going. Now, Cameron, uh, how do you say that last name? Monahan. Is that how you say it, Monahan? I feel like the kid from Shameless who's been Jeremiah and Jerome in this has also now admitted he is playing a mysterious third character. Mm. It's got to be the Joker, right? I mean, Mm? it only makes sense. What are they going to have, Jed? And he's a third right. version of himself, like an, another identical twin or something like that's not going to happen at all. I hope not. <laughs> no, that would just be awkward, you know. So. Gotham usually doesn't disappoint. No, no not at all. It's They're not very... lazy writing. No. They're in it to win it, and always have been. And that's what makes Gotham so special. And also, another thing I really enjoy about Gotham is the the music choices and stuff. Like, oh yeah, somebody really likes punk rock at Gotham. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we had uh, All Hell Breaks Loose on a season from the Misfits. We've had uh, Ring of Fire, the Social D cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Cash. There've been some good good music on that I show. F- they'd had the Clash on there too at one point, in one of the earlier seasons, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. you know. Gotham, there are other stories, like other storylines I want to discuss, though, because Penguin's got an interesting storyline. He's kind of the rule of the roost with all the ammunition. Yeah. Mm. He always yeah. ends up on top, doesn't he? Just to get correct swiftly cut out to the bottom. Uh, he seems to have a kind of a running issue with every time he thinks he's got it figured out, somebody fucks it all up for him. So he's like, I'm good. I've got this new brace. I can walk faster. I can walk better. We're kind of seeing a different penguin. Mm-hmm. And then Jim Gordon shoots his fucking leg out again. <laughs> right. You know. And After he straight up murders. What's her name? Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. One of my favorite characters. And they had to kill her. Well, you have to remember how awful she was. She did kill his mm-hmm. mother. I know. When she did some awful Theo stuff. Gallivan. And I didn't want to end up liking her, but I did. Yeah, she has a good redemption story. Her and Butch's story is beautiful and sad. I'm so you know? bummed that Butch is, is gone. He's yeah. going to definitely come back as full-blown, like, crazy Solomon Grundy. You know you that, right? So? Oh, come on now. I don't know. You don't Where, waste him. Because he died, technically. He was killed again because they reversed the Solomon Grundyism, and then Penguin killed him in front of Tabby. Right. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Tabby wanted to kill Penguin. Yeah, so that's right. I remember now. Her, and now Barbara wants to kill him, and it's all just a mess. It is just Drama. a mess, and you've got Penguin, like yeah. I said, he's got a hold of all the ammo, so now he, because of his limp again, has put out a bounty of 100,000 bullets for the person that brings him Jim Gordon, you know? Mm-hmm. And, Kills him. And Yeah, uh, so that is another good storyline. Obviously, Jim Gordon's story of like trying to keep Gotham together. Gotham has been cut off from the mainland. Well, you know how it's going to end. We know how it's going to end. It's going to end fucking gloriously, and Jim's going to become Commissioner Gordon, right? 
Yeah, do you uh, think they yeah, end with Do you think they end with him having the mustache? Th- they better. <laughs> he needs it, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I think so. It's going to be a, a glorious ending. Yeah. Uh Gotham is probably one of my favorite comic book shows all time. Totally. Like mm, it definitely You know what's weird though? And I hate to say this, and maybe it's because we haven't watched the season of The Flash. We're behind, and we need to undo the behindedness of that. But I feel like Gotham and Titans are my top two comic book TV shows all time now. Titans was really fucking good. Like, it delivered. Yeah, it was Full good. blown. So, uh, and maybe it's just because I'm, like, a little bit out of touch with, with The Flash, but... Yeah, I mean, we've been so busy. We've been having to do a lot of things and, you know, cover a lot of different topics. We kind of took a break from The Flash, and it's we'll get back to it. It's just like those CW shows, you have to be just ready for it, you know? Absolutely. Mm. And we've been watching yeah. so much, like, really good stuff, like Gotham. Sabrina. Sabrina. Like, oh, yeah, we've been watching yeah. so many, like, really good shows that going back to a network show, like, from the CW is just like oh, I have to be in the right mood. Well, yeah. you got to remember though, Titans is written and created by the team that does the CW shows, right? Which is so. why I haven't seen it. Part of the reason why I haven't seen it yet because I just know to anticipate a certain level of s- drama, nope, <laughs> or soap, not or like whatever. That. You're not going to have cheese. That. Hmm. I don't think you're going to get that with Titans. I don't, I don't think it had think, any Sarah? of you're that. Pretty good judge of CW uh, cheese on it. Uh, You're a good judge of cheese levels. You know, I thought it was going to be like that when we first started watching it. And it hooked me. Because, okay. do you know, though, it's because the main, the girl, uh, what's her face? The Raven, Rachel or, or Raven. Yeah. Raven, yeah. Yeah, it's because she's like all like quasi, like you don't know if she's evil or if she's I good. I knew she would be your favorite character. Yeah, she's it's a good <laughs> character. Like, yeah, and, she is. They yeah, it's good. It hooked me. It hooked me. And um you know, I don't remember much about the music. I don't have anything to comment about that, but I feel like the music was like almost underutilized. Like, yeah, I don't think it was it had almost, a lot of music. Yeah, it wasn't very memorable. Uh, okay. But I mean they but, they tease and debut the Doom Patrol and that has Brendan Fraser and that was an awesome episode. The dinner with the Doom Patrol, it was amazing overall i liked that season but yeah i'm totally game to watch it sometime cool. well mm-hmm. maybe while i'm editing this I'd rather podcast, watch that over the new season of the flash honestly maybe when i'm editing this you guys can put the first episode on and see if it puts yeah, its claws into you uh i will say before we get out of here we've got one more batmany topic to discuss this one's gonna be more it's more heartbreaking for me to report than it probably is for you guys to hear however $1.4 million worth of Batman comics has been stolen. Oh, yeah. This is the second week in a row I'm reporting a major theft of comics. That's hmm. wild. People are getting emboldened, thinking that they can just take from other people. And the thing is, here's the issue. It's the, pe- the people that are getting stolen from aren't the raw collectors, such as, say, myself, It's the CGC guys, the people that have put the money in to get their comics slabbed. Some Mm -hmm. of those books are literally, because they've been slapped, worth millions of dollars. That's wild. Depending on what book it is. Of course, in this case, it seems like there may be some of the earlier runs, but not one of the, like very first Batmans. This seems like it's a key thing. So Mm. uh, here's what it says. Um, Let's see. Pedigree Comics, comic Art consignment director Rand Lawrence has an extremely impressive collection of Batman and Detective Comics issues, but part of that collection was recently stolen from his indoor storage unit in Boca Raton, Florida. 
the damage as high as the issues stolen were worth around $1.4 and he recently broke down the situation in a letter to friends. He says, I had probably the worst day today that we all fear. 439 CGC-graded books were stolen from my indoor air-conditioned double-locked storage unit. As you all know me, for many years I have strived to put together the best Batman and Detective Comics collection out there. I have been the number one registered set on both titles for many years with CGC. Dang. Meaning he has the most complete collection. He says... I know that many of you have experienced items being stolen in the past, but for me this is a first, and on such a high level it's been devastating, as this collection was my nest egg, and I had worked so hard and done without for so long to put this together that it being taken away from me this way had left me in a very bad way. He goes on to say that he might have an idea of who took the books, but also asked for help from the community in keeping watch for any big Batman or detective comic books coming up for sale. We might know who the robber is, and I am working with the police to get more info. But in the meantime, I wanted to let you know, or wanted to let you all know what's going on. I want you to be aware of any of my books that are brought to you for sale. I hope you can help me get them back as this many books coming into the market will make a splash. I don't know if he's going to be smart enough to take them out of the slabs or will try to sell them as they are, but as I mentioned, I have them all on CGC registry and they can be identified easily. The books that were taken were the cream of the crop I and probably valued at $1.4 million. Damn. I'm wow. Tr- he finishes with, I am truly devastated and really need you all to be aware and keep your eyes open as they will probably be offered to some of you sooner than later. I will send you all a list of the missing books with certificate numbers and a pedigree name shortly. In the meantime, I am truly if any truly high-grade bats or detectives come your way, please let me know ASAP. I truly appreciate all the help you can give me as we are all a very close-knit small community and look out for each other when bad things happen. Then he gives his phone number. Damn. Whoa. Well, what a piece of shit. Yeah. So one theft happened in Vegas. This one's happened in Florida. Obviously, they're unrelated. Two totally different things. One's an Amazing Spider-Man set. One's a Batman set. Seems like he set. knows who took them. Wow. Yeah, it in sounds like In both cases, it. though, I feel like that has been the case. It's just, don't trust people. Right. Like, d- yeah. Not when it's $1.4 million worth of your stuff. I, it's right. one, okay, I guess it's one thing if you show your collection off online. Like I don't mm. mind showing off some of the books online, but I don't. On a day-to-day basis, just invite people in to check out my books. You well, clearly to... this person didn't either. Yeah, but man, what? It would have you... had to be somebody that he knew to get the, the keys to the locks and everything. Unless they yeah. broke the locks. I mean, I guess, who knows? I guess they didn't but who really else give us... knew what was going to be in there that was worth the effort in taking it? Like, think about it. That's true. Clearly he knew who, he knows who it is. Yeah, that's mm. that's actually a very, very good point. And that was the same to be said for the, uh, by the way, that guy's name is Randy Lawrence, not Rand, as the uh, comicbook.com article yet again doesn't. <laughs> Can I just pick a little bit of a bone right now? Comicbook.com, sure, it's great. They've got all these articles, but fucking hire an editor or hire me as your editor <laughs> because you guys don't do a good job. There are so many mistakes. <laughs> Every fucking article I read has mistakes. This is one that I feel like a dick because I just called this guy Rand. His name's not Rand. His name's Randy. <laughs> now I feel like an asshole. Thanks, comicbook.com. Uh, ultimately, you know, uh, we didn't yeah, even finish. Yeah, it, it sucks. It, it is mm. a, uh, 
I hope he gets his shit back. Yeah, I wonder how much he had him insured for. Yeah, I wonder if he had him insured. I was thinking that. I feel oh, like you would have to. You right? would have to at that point. The the pro- like you know, that. I will say the problem is though is he's gonna eat at least one or two of those books in his deductible just to get right. the money to. The problem is, and this is the real issue. The genuine problem is not that. The actual right. issue is you're not going to find he's never going to unless he recovers his collection. Yeah, he's never going to be able to put that collection back together. The exact no. grades of those books, mm-hmm. getting the highest quality as he might have strived for. I mean, maybe he finds them, but not for the prices he probably paid to uh-uh. get them. Right. No way. So then That's it becomes a horrible. battle, you know. I mean, and then it's like, does insurance That's the cover pitfalls of being a collector? I agree. Right. I, I mean, there are de- there are definitely dangers to it for sure, um, but. Yeah, uh, I just hope that Mr. Randy Lawrence does find his books and everything turns out bright and sunny there. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it, girls. You guys doing all right? Yeah, we're good. Thank you guys yeah. so much for joining me on this celebration of the fifth year of Journey into Comics podcast. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> when I started this thing, I did not expect us to be here 226 episodes later. I don't no. think I could have really envisioned this is where we would be, so... I am I am really grateful. As always, folks, you can check out the Journey Into Comics podcast at journeyintocomics.com where you can get all the different shows on our network. Uh, you can get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, or Spotify. And yeah, I did say Podbean. That's where most of you are probably listening to us today. Make sure to smash the subscribe button, as they say on the YouTube world, because uh, <laughs> we do want you guys to be checking out what we're doing, tuning in every day, finding some shows you love. We've got a bunch on the network. We do have a rotating schedule every other week. you got certain shows that are on, certain shows that are off, and vice versa. And then every six months, some shows that are on. And some shows that are off. So we've got some big plans in the work. Like I said, check out all the different shows on the network. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us a dollar for that early access and exclusive content. Meaning that when we get this episode edited, it goes to your ears first before anybody else gets to hear it. Even on Podbean. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Again, I'll just say it one last time. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you mm-hmm. both so much for inspiring me to do this kind of work and to uh, to do what I'm doing because I don't think I would have the motivation to do the network or any of these things without you guys uh, supporting and, 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 and caring for me. Oh, so you thank it. you guys so You're much. You're welcome. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today on episode 226 of Journey into Comics. I'm Nate. I'm Veronica. Sarah. And as always, folks, pop your caps back, fill your brains with shit. Later.